1: Good morning, this is Father Louis Skirty, Mass from Home during the pandemic.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord, Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread come down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the blood of man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The listeners to Jesus in that reading objected to the fact that he was using gross terms. You see, blood was forbidden. Okay? So when you sacrificed altars in the in a temple, and you sacrificed your animals on the altars. Um, the blood was sprinkled on the people as a sign of unity uh, but never never drunk okay uh, that was savage in, in their perspective because it was something that their ants not their ancestors but their neighbors did that this other Semite tribes did eating the flesh well that's gross they're, they're thinking who well, how can we eat this guy's flesh Jesus focused on two aspects of life that really got under the nerves and under the skin of his listeners and he said that's how i'm going to come back to you i'm uh, paraphrasing that's how he makes himself available to us in a term that was totally rejected and and really they found disgusting to think about jesus says that's how i'm going to come back to you of course you eat this flesh and drink this blood you will live forever Now, did he know then he was talking about the night before he died when he gives us the Eucharist? Probably, probably. He probably knew then that he was going to make a new covenant with the people of the world through his own body and blood on the cross. And at that last supper he gave us the words that come down to us and you heard them from paul paul's version of them uh paul's version in the corinthians is probably the the oldest version of the last supper words this is my body This is my blood uh the, and we know that because of the the years in which he wrote and the years in which the evangelists wrote so he got it orally through the people that he was converting and speaking to and celebrating with and he brought this idea up to give it to us and to remind us that wait a minute when he did that when jesus did that gave us his body and blood at the last Supper. we didn't know it at the time no one did but on the cross it became true he gave us his body and blood john refers to in his gospel that when the when the the blood of christ came from his side the, the earth Received it and and was revivified and brought back to life in a sense. So Paul focuses on communal gatherings and how to behave at communal gatherings, especially when that communal gathering is Eucharistica, meaning for the Eucharist. So he reminds us of sharing bread. This is before this section. Sharing bread with those who who have less bread. Sharing of our food and our time with each other. And then he says, because isn't the bread and the wine that you're drinking a memory of Jesus Christ and a participation in the body and blood of Christ? And then makes it very clear, and there's that, of course, beautiful metaphor of the loaf, that although it's many pieces and many grains, it's one loaf. Well, the same thing with the Eucharist. It's one piece of bread before it becomes Eucharist even though it's here where I am, and you not there yet because of the, the isolation period. But when you receive the Eucharist, we're receiving the same Eucharist, we're receiving the same bread. It doesn't look the same, it's not the same size necessarily, but it's the same bread because of the words of Jesus. See, we really depend on Jesus a great deal to give us his words and to hold fast to his words, but we have to put our faith in those words. Okay. So why? So, so we have the Eucharist, we have a a gift to each other. And I think in many ways we really go to communion. That's the phrase we use in our churches, as you know, we really receive the Eucharist as Jesus intended. We become one with him. That meal makes us one with him. So we are what we eat in that sense. I don't care about vegetables and vitamins and all that other stuff. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the bread that Paul refers to as the loaf. When we eat of that bread, we are one with him. And we become one with him. We are what we eat. Problem, some of us forget that once we swallow it. Some of us go out and, and we, we, we do the same things that the that the people of Israel suffered centuries before we enslave people we enslave one another with sin with greed with prejudice See, and and, and we're free of that and we, we have to live free of that there is no slavery there is no white there is no black we're all one in loaf in a sense metaphorically and we're all one in the body of Christ and we have to live as one in the body of Christ. Yes, in a veiled conversation, I am referring to the, the injustices in the world today, especially in our own country. Yesterday, I was stopped in traffic in New York by a group of protesters, and they were, they were um, calm, um, very verbal, uh, not violent at all. I did block traffic, and so I had time to video them, and in video of them, I sent it to my family, of course, to get feedback. And Leanne's response was they were peaceful. Yes, they were. They were peaceful. And, and it was good to be there. But I always go back to the roots of the protests. Good. You protested an unjust act, whether it happened in New York or another state, it doesn't matter. Unjust injustice is injustice. It doesn't matter. And and, and the color doesn't matter. It's unjust. Yes, in our society, black people suffer injustice more than white people, but we can't blame only today's policemen for that injustice. You and I are guilty of it. You and I so often disregard the fact that when we receive the Eucharist, we are receiving the body of Christ and we are living in Christ. We are what we eat. And we, Christians, have to stand up against injustice, whether it's racial, ethnic, it doesn't matter. And stand up and do what is right. So that's why when I watched the protesters yesterday, I I wasn't depressed. It it was interesting to watch. It was, as you know, I I don't go to protests. I don't attend protests, uh, marches, it's not my style but the the cause is but then at the end of the cause where do the protesters go please do not go back to your same old prejudiced ways and i think many 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 of the protesters regrettably some of them are in it just for violence but many of the protesters are in it to soothe their own consciences because if that many people practice justice Required justice of their police departments. If that many people throughout the country fought and lived and spoke up for what is right and just, we wouldn't be in this situation. One of the comments I received back was that it was they were angry because of 300 years of protesting, 300 years of being put down, 300 years of of ill. communication between them and all the white people well it's longer than 300 years don't forget those slaves that we talk about 300 years ago um, infiltrated into our society some through marriage some through office so they they rose up in the ranks of the social gatherings and don't forget where the slaves came from they came from a country that sold them to the merchants so their own brothers and sisters, African brothers and sisters, sold brothers and sisters to the person with the highest bid. So I I don't know how far we can go back to say the cause of it, of this prejudice and injustice, but that's at least as far as we can go. I'm reading a book on Sicily right now and the Sicilians have just cause to revolt, protest, because the history of, of it, that little island off of the coast of Italy, is unbelievable. And different leaders came in. You had the French. You had the the uh, the, uh, the people in the east from Constantinople. You had the Italians. You had the Pope. Everybody wanted it, fought it, just reaped it and raped it of its of its glory. And so often that we hear, and those people suffered. Now, who are the authentic Sicilians? Guess those who are there now, but that's many generations. Their blood goes to France and Germany and all over the world in some cases. So we're talking about injustice in the world, in society. Doesn't matter where it happened. It's up to us today to stand up for what is right. We are what we eat. We're here celebrating the body of Christ, the Eucharist, the connection he gave us, and and the the oneness that he becomes with us when we receive his body and blood in Holy Communion. We can't just come to church and then go out and be prejudiced, we come to church, even if it's your church home where you're praying now, or our parishes, and we need to pray with and work with justice. Pray for justice and work with people who work on justice in our community. I've said it once. I've said it again. Beware of the jokes. Beware of the attitude. Beware of the, the quote little people in our society. They taught us through this period of COVID isolation that we depend on them: the male persons, the grocery stores, the pharmacies. And many of those people are minorities, and many of them are not, like ourselves, a society. Respect, justice, and peace. This is a gift to us from the Eucharist. This is a gift to us. And don't forget, the word Eucharistica means coming together in joy. Eucharistica, happy getting together. May this day, this Feast of Corpus Christi 2020, be a significant one in our lives in which we see less violence more justice more health and we continue to pray for our health care providers and all those who are afflicted by the illness these are very difficult times for us we can't sit back in silence one of the signs said that silence leads to injustice i guess in many ways it does yes but marching in the street is not the answer vote is the answer Attitude is the answer, and love is the answer.
0: You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too.